You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 263 for March 16th, 2014. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. Stick around. We have a power-packed episode for you. It's true. You're still the one, dear. You're still the one for me, too. Agree. Ah. That's like a nice warm chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> they're always the most tempting when they're warm. They are. I can't wait till we're sitting in the Journey concert listening to love music together. Ah, will you hold my hand? Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully, there'll be comfortable seats. I think they will be, and Arnell will be singing. Yeah, you know, I I read somewhere though. Lying beside you, here in, in the, the dark. dark. Yep. Da, da, yeah. Da, yeah. Da, 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 Don't stop. Believing. Very good, 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 good. Yeah. Um. I I did Ooh, read I somewhere. I did read somewhere though that Steve Steve Perry might come back. No, that was a tour. rumor. That was a rumor. All it's not going to happen. In fact, today he came out and said, "No, I know I'm not doing that. I'm putting out my solo album, uh, my solo album, the first one in 20 years." Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the the um new singer because I've Arnell. seen him. Yeah, I've the seen him on TV. Did you see the whole times. documentary? I think so. Oh, so I think good. I watched it with so, you. So so good. Highly yeah. recommend that. Smolty eighties love songs. I don't know about Smolty. I like Smolty. Some of the best music ever. Yeah, and it's some that we can actually agree on, because you like sometimes a little bit harder rock than I do. Yeah. But we both like Journey, so. Yeah. 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 So uh, yeah, hey everybody, welcome to the Take Him With You podcast. Here we are in the middle of March already. Can you believe it? Well, you know, it's just been such strange um, weather. Weather because <coughs> our our tulips are starting to bloom and already, it's, and it's a couple weeks early at least. Yeah, and usually they don't bloom for another couple like, weeks. But our first sometimes, one, sometimes not till the middle of April. Yeah, our first one bloomed today. Yeah, so we're a plasier tulip. Mm-hmm. And we have a bunch it's a of other striped red that are, one looks like candy are, um, stripes. Are butted up. Yeah. Ready, ready to bloom in the next few days. We have some orange monarchs that are, are all butted up. We have some pink, what are they called? Impressions. Pink impressions all butted up. Mm-hmm. Our hyacinths. Hyacinths. Mm-hmm. We, we have purple and, and peach. Um, well, they're called apricot. I okay, believe. apricot, yeah. peach, the same diff. S- similar, yeah. Yeah. 
So they're blooming as well. You have to go to my Facebook page and see all the fun pictures I'm taking of them. Yeah, I we like our flowers. And my, my raised beds are almost filled now. I just have one more. You start planting veggies. You already have a little bit. I have some, but um, I haven't planted a lot of vegetables because we're still getting close to freezing temperatures at night now and then. So I've had... Um, I've had plastic over my my transplants to keep them safe, but one problem I've had is my, this is the first year I kind of used a cold frame technique where you cover it with plastic so that you can plant them a little We don't earlier. have the right stuff to do that, though. We didn't have the right structure. Yeah, I think it, next year we need to build like a wooden frame. Yeah, it would be it. easy to do. Yeah, because this year the plastic keeps on filling up with water and, and crushing, crushing the, the plants plant. underneath doesn't work so i well. have to go bail out the water and try yeah. to prop things up underneath and yeah. so i think we need to make a little wooden frame to to put the plastic on it yeah it i think from. that would probably be better yeah but you know we're kind of learning as we go and yeah it's um <laughs> it it's a process <laughs> hey guess what what we got some comments for the show. We did. You yeah. didn't tell me that. It's a surprise. It is huh? a surprise. You ready? You want to hear them? Sure. All right. Hold on. Hey, Rick and Amy. This is Sean. And this is Bridget. And we're, we're the, the hosts, hosts of the Rusted, Rusted Robot, Robot Podcast. Podcast. We just wanted to uh, take a quick minute or two just to say hello and thank you for all the help you've given us over the last several months. Yes. Thank you so much. You've You've given us some awesome bumpers you've played um, our promos on your show uh, you you've reached out to us in multiple ways and uh, we're, we're so grateful that we just had to send you a quick note of thanks yes so here it is and the the, the best part is that uh, we started listening to your own podcast on Sunday mornings as a family yes and we're, we're overwhelmed uh, we're, we're not we're not church going and like you say in your in your podcast how it how it's spiritual and not religious and it's designed for people who don't go to church we just have to say it's fantastic and it, we love it it is fantastic and thank you very much for introducing us to that and and having that as part of our family so here's from our family to yours and we hope you have a great day thanks for everything wow yeah that was really sweet and that, that is exactly what we've been trying to do all along. There are so many good churches and not so good churches and <laughs> and so many great programs that that are awesome to study the Bible and are real churchy and we wanted to do something slightly different. Something that someone who's never gone to a church before would be able to learn a little bit about God and about faith and applying a relationship with God to your life, even if you've never gone to church before. Well, you know, when we first, by the way, thank you guys. What well, such sweet comments and just made, gave us goosebumps because that's exactly why we do the program. <clears throat> I mean, we have a good time and we geek out and everything and we talk about spiritual things, but that's exactly why. Because we do believe that there are a lot of people that believe in God mm -hmm. or m maybe want to believe in God, but or they've just been are curious. About yeah, God. But they've been turned off by yeah. religion and mm -hmm. church and stuff. And so our goal is just to, as we've said from the beginning is to talk about our faith. We don't put down other people's religion or, or faith. We just talk about what we believe and mm -hmm. what we know. 
uh, from a practical standpoint. Mm -hmm. And then every once in a while I share a message I do at a church or something like that. And usually they're not super religious. They're more practical. At least that's my goal. Mm -hmm. Got another one coming up in a couple weeks. Yeah. So anyway, we want to say thank you to you guys. And uh, let's play their new promo right now. Okay. Okay. We are the Rusted Robot Podcast. Lower your shields and surrender your minds. We will add your MP3 recordings and opinion on Geekery to our own. We will adapt to embrace this culture. Resistance is futile. It's the bog. Commander Adama, Cybermen, Daleks, and Cylons are fast approaching. Jump gates forming in multiple sectors, and the Doctor's nowhere to be found. What are we going to do? Tune into the Rusted Robot Podcast at therustedrobot.podbean.com and on the iTunes Store. Sean and Bridget Vanderloo's love for all things geekery and robots are our only hope. Oh, boy. Get rusted today. Robots. Cyborgs. Androids. Oh, my. Rusted robot. Well, what was your week like? Did you have a good week, my dear? Yes, I did. I did. You I actually did. had time off this week. I did, and I'm I'm ashamed that I didn't get more done than I did. Than I, but I don't it was, know. You've been working so hard. It was nice to have a little bit yeah, of time off. Yeah, I hung out with you a bunch. You did. I, you like uh, that. Hubba hubba. <laughs> okay. Mm. Oh yeah, I you know it was it was really nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. That that I got to have some time off and. Um, <laughs> I'm getting all blushy now. Oh, um, yeah, I get all blushed. So, yeah, I had a good time. I, I only worked about half of the week or, yeah, which is very unusual. Usually I work all five days. Once yeah. in a while I get one day off. I was b- booked up from early morning till late night, about and, four and of the days. And sometimes I even cooked for you. and uh, and. I remember one night I thanked you for dinner and then remembered I made it. Well, you know. Yeah. But you poked the potatoes. You stabbed them like a murderer. Yeah. We had, we had meatloaf. Okay, so I got my tooth pulled this week. Yeah. On uh, Thursday. Mm-hmm. But, but the few days beforehand, it hurt like crazy. Mm-hmm. And so on Thursday, I wanted meatloaf because I thought it would be soft mm-hmm. and a baked potato. And some asparagus. Was it asparagus? I can't remember. I don't remember either. Some kind of vegetable was Mm -hmm. good yeah yeah well anyway i ended up sitting there i was talking you were in the kitchen with me we had brussels sprouts tonight yeah we did brussels oh i love brussels sprouts (laughs) Mm. never did when i was a kid i thought they were gross i have little tiny tiny brussels sprout trees that are growing but they're just these little tiny tiny well they work we actually grew some but we just need to make sure they don't get all gross yeah. So if we plant them early enough, we should get some this year. They take a long time. I remember yeah. one year we harvested them at Christmas. This time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> okay. Anyway, you were okay. Yeah. So so back to that. So, so you pulled a tooth. You no, got no, a no. Tooth I was pulled. in the okay. So I, yeah, I got my tooth pulled, and um, 
it was quite an experience, but quite, but really nicely this time. Yeah. It's only hurt a little bit, and I just took some ibuprofen, and and I haven't had to take any pain pills the last couple of days, and I don't even, I mean, I'm not chewing on that side yet, mm-hmm. but I can anyway, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it seems to have gone really well, so let's hope mm-hmm. that it heals up real nice. But anyway, I'm standing in the kitchen. I'm still numb. Uh-huh. And uh, and I mixed up a meatloaf right in front of you. Put it in the oven. You put the I you put some ketchup the on the top of it. I washed the potatoes and put ketchup on the. I meatloaf. washed the potatoes. You oh, you, them? you stabbed I, them. I stabbed them with a knife. With a knife, with a big kitchen knife. I was scared you were going to cut yourself. And uh, and then we put it in the oven. And then I forgot that I made dinner. Oh, and I, went... I think I made peas, frozen peas oh, yeah, to they, go with yeah, it. Yeah, they weren't that great, but that's okay. Yeah, it gave a splash of color. Though. I guess so. So yeah. I go back into my studio because I was busy that day. Mm-hmm. <coughs> working on some I did stuff with, without a voice that day because very hard to talk when your mouth is numb I kind of felt like we had a 1950s dinner that I don't know night. why you say that because people still like me do you like meatloaf anybody like meatloaf you know because meat, I like meatloaf meatloaf baked potato or mashed potato and peas it just That's seems like pretty... a 1950s dinner to me like you would picture June Cleaver making it on Hello Happy Ward. Days Here's your meatloaf oh, and potatoes. I, I got confused. What'd you just I call said me? June Cleaver on Happy Days. Happy Days? That no, would that was Marion. Marion on Happy Days is what Marion Cunningham. Yeah. You wouldn't picture that on the Leave it to Beaver because it's black and white. and You wouldn't be able to see the ketchup or the peas or anything. But you would see them. It's all black and white. Yeah, but they, they ate meatloaf. Yeah, I imagine. But yeah. So what were we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, so I came. About? Okay, okay. I came back in here and worked on some more projects, and then all of a sudden you said, "Hey, are you going to eat in there or in here?" I don't ever eat in my studio hardly ever, as far as meals with family. I always uh-huh. go in and sit with you guys, but uh, I went in there, and boy, we had a really yummy dinner. I made a big meatloaf this time instead of a little one. When I, I always want more make meatloaf. Little, tiny yeah. ones, yeah. Well, it's okay. It's better for us when you make little ones. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I was so hungry because I hadn't eaten. Um, lunch that day it because was, i couldn't yeah and uh ended up uh devouring the meatloaf and then i thanked you for it and you kind of looked at me <laughs> it's like well you cooked most of it and then i realized that i cooked. <laughs> i microwaved it. some peas and stabbed some potatoes <laughs> but that's okay we're a team <laughs> yes and we're going to talk about that today a little bit we are going to yeah. when we get into it but uh yeah so that was that was kind of fun for you yeah you also did a lot of gardening this week um yeah i we had, I think last time we talked on our podcast that we went and, and got this huge load of compost from my brother, mm-hmm. and we had to drive slowly back, and so I spent a couple of days unloading that huge load. It took me actually three days, because yeah. I, I wanted to pace myself so that I could move yeah. and not hurt myself, and so yeah. it took me, I think, Saturday. Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, I unloaded And then it. you did clean the whole back of my pickup out, so now there's a bunch of mud in it. Yeah, sorry. Not so happy about that. What's going to be worse is when it, I pull out of was, the driveway tomorrow. Well, it was so wet. On I, Monday, I mean. Yeah, if yeah, it We're going to have to wash it out, I think, before Oh, now. okay. Well, if it dries, I can sweep it out, but right it's now not gonna it's dry. wet. It's it gonna, was wet. It's raining. Even, yeah. It was a real wet compost, so... Yeah. But, um, but yeah, we're almost done. I think one more load and all of our raised beds will be filled. And you, you've you already started to see, if you are my Facebook friend, which is facebook.com slash rick.moyer, mm-hmm. then you've already seen my first round of flower pictures 
that I, you, you know, sometimes I'll take pictures with my iPhone and people go, no way, you didn't take that with your iPhone. Yeah, I do. I do a lot of different iPhone ones, but sometimes I break out the good camera with the cool lens mm -hmm. and then I start Decent. taking some really cool photos. Macro and I did my very first macro photography of, uh, of spring flowers, of spring flowers and um, some, some hyacinths, hyacinths, thank you, and some daffodils mm -hmm. and smurf trees. They're they're called muscari, I think. Like I we call them grape hyacinths. I they're, call them smurf trees. Yeah, they're little tiny miniature hyacinths. Grape hyacinths right. are real tiny ones. But today our very first tulip bloomed, and I was able. I haven't. I took a picture with my iPhone, but I haven't done a good picture. Well, I want to wait till a lot more bloom because these are the early ones that bloom, mm. and so they're really pretty. But they only last about a week. These ones, yeah, because they're real fragile but they're really cool they're the first ones that come up and get you all excited about the rest of the flowers mm -hmm. but we went kind of crazy this year now that i'm looking around we probably have over 200 tulips yeah so our yard should be really pretty you know i was walking back um with a neighbor from the mailbox the other day yeah she's asking me all these questions about gardening and right. if things grew okay here because they, <laughs> they had lived in texas before and couldn't grow <laughs> you anything. can grow sea monkeys here and um i said well you know, things do grow. I said my grandpa used to have a two-acre garden, and he would yeah. fill up um, his whole pantry and freezer, my mom's pantry and freezer, my aunt's he would pantry and almost freezer. Plant his, sometimes he'd plant his garden twice, though. Yeah. On, it, on some of the years, though, if it's if it goes if, well this year, we mm -hmm. won't have to do it twice. Yeah. But sometimes they would get waterlogged or a storm oh, would come. Oh, I think one year I... I planted my sweet peas two or three times, times because it was so wet and cold that the yeah. peas rotted. But I think this year we're going to do okay. Well, last year I tried a new technique where I started my sweet peas inside for a few weeks mm -hmm. until they they were pretty. Our whole kitchen or our whole dining room looks like a garden. It, and I got you, I got I you greenhouses. I do have greenhouses, but I don't have a heater for them. Well, let's get a heater for it. And they germinate so much quicker in heat in our in our warm dining room because that's right. right where our well, heater is. Well, we probably is. find a little heater, a greenhouse heater. Yeah. I don't know how much they are. Yeah. So, anyway, our our dining room is kind of literally dirty right now because I was filling up more pots. No, today and that's was, not why. Well. I, so I made stupid, it you're even stupid, more dirty. No, your stupid cat. Yeah. She, she wants to like over. be an adventure climber, and so she jumps on a thing full of dirt, knocks the dirt down on my printer. Yes. And all over the floor, and knocks things all over the place, and then looks at us. Mm -hmm. And and if she could, she'd turn around and pee on it then. Well, yeah. I'm not too happy with her. Yeah. Hoshi, she's supposed to be the communications officer on the Enterprise. She's not well. She's communicating well, she all right. She communicates in her own way. I yeah. think it's called aggressive, passive, passive aggressive, aggressive. tendencies. We have a passive has. aggressive cat. Sometimes she's just plain aggressive aggressive and not passive That's for aggressive. Sure. That is for she, sure. She rules the roost here. She tells the dog and the other cats what to do. She tells us what to do. Yeah. Where well, to go? I'm yeah. doing a new adventure right now. You are. I have a couple things that I'm going to start raising money for. I've actually already started. Um, I got contracted to do a, a wedding, two weddings this summer, mm -hmm. one for our so pastor mm -hmm. and one for a client that hired me. And, um, anyway, I'm going to be filming them and taking pictures. And, um, I've also been doing a bunch of work for the local YMCA to do a campaign they call, um, what's the campaign called? 
more than a something. Is it yeah. more than a gym or more? No, than... no, no, no. It's uh, uh, so much more. So much more. I knew it had something. Right. So more. much more is the campaign that we're doing. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I take the video footage and get you know show them what i've taken and then they help me put it down to what and then i edit it videos together for for a, <coughs> a, for a really construction company construction well anyway company long story short i kind of outgrew my equipment and my i've been using Catherine's camera because and, it takes video and our son's boom mic and our son's boom mic yeah anyway long story short it's time to purchase new equipment and uh, we don't really want to go in debt so i decided why not just take some of the stuff that I already have that, and sell it, you know, reduce the price a little bit on it for my artwork and sell that and get the bulk of the money that way. And so far, I'm here to say that I've already sold two pieces of stuff and I'm, I'm looking at getting the, the uh, Canon 70D, which is a really cool camera from Canon because I have all the lenses already. Mm -hmm. And you can, uh, the key of that one is you can put it on and autofocus while you're taking video. Now, the one I have right now that I use from Catherine, her T3 or XT3, or it'll say right on it, T3, yeah, the T3, mm -hmm. Rebel T3, it will take video and it does a beautiful HD video, but I have to auto, I have to focus it myself, manual focus everything. Mm -hmm. So, like, I filmed little basketball players, kindergarten basketball players the they other day. They were so cute. They were you very know cute. What? I have to tell everybody that. At, I, I thought, oh, I'm going to be helping Rick film. How you Thanks. Know, exciting. Thanks. I'm so glad that but you were happy about I that. I smiled the entire time because those kids were so stinking cute. I know. They're very and cute. My, my cheeks were like like getting sore from smiling Cramping all the time. Up, yeah. They were just so adorable. But it was really hard because the footage I got, was it was good and everything, mm -hmm. but... Um, most of it was unusable because it, they ran out of the picture and or they it wouldn't focus on them when they went down. Well, so I had to pull out a cheaper camera and then follow on with that. And that came out OK, but it wasn't the same as the HD. Yeah. Well, one thing you have to remember, though, too, is you did like two hours worth of footage. And how long will the video end up? Well, being? About three minutes. Yeah. Well, so well, I'm here's, sure you got But here's the enough. deal I'm doing. And maybe some of our listeners could help with this if they want to. Any of the pictures you see on my Facebook page, even back as far as 2009, mm -hmm. um, I have all those in high definition. And if you wanted one of those photos blown up into a poster or, um, you know, or put on canvas, put on canvas, that, that kind of thing, um, I can do that for you. And we can, you know, you can make an offer and um, and I'll take that money that comes in and I'm putting it towards the camera project. So, so far. I, the camera all together with everything I need with it is about eleven hundred dollars. That's a lot of money. It's not a. It's not the top of the professional line because those are three, four, or five grand. This one is the top of the of the prosumers, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I've already got. Well, let's see, one seventy five plus a hundred, so that's two seventy five so far towards it. So that knocks it down to less than a thousand dollars. But seriously, if if you live around the area and you listen to us. I can sell you one of my artwork that's in the frames and everything. Otherwise, it costs a lot of money to send the frame. Yeah. But we found a way to do this with the different photos that I have. I can do really cool work for you and then actually send it to you. I can drop ship it to you from either Walmart or Costco or these different places. So if you live in the United States mm -hmm. and you want an original piece of Moyer artwork, I'll send you a little... Um, 
card that you can tape on the back of it or glue onto the back of your thing. I'll send it. I mean, I'll send you the actual picture in a in a frame. It just costs different things to send it on canvas or a frame or a poster or whatever. But um, I'll send you a little thing you can glue on the back that has my signature on it and the the title of the of the picture, and then you have a Moyer original which is kind of cool. So any of the profit that I get from those type of things, I'm going to throw into the project so that I can get that camera. That'll be cool. And anything over than that can go towards our dentist work. That's right. <laughs> well, yeah. That's our, I, our second project. I'm sure you're going to say that. You're well, I wasn't going to really tell everybody about it. Let's just say this. We don't uh, have dental insurance and, and well, we probably are going to have about it. I don't, I don't have the best teeth in the world. In fact, on the bottom of my this is so kind of embarrassing you don't to talk have about. To tell well, anyway, I'm missing <laughs> most of my molars on the bottom because of bad teeth. But we had good news because yeah, we, here's we'd, the could, we'd heard some. We've heard a couple people say, yeah, I had to get these um, implants in, and that was like ten thousand dollars. And we're like, Ugh. and we're like, because um, you yeah. got to understand that for the last like two or three years, I can't chew. Like, there's certain foods I can't eat anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the foods that I do eat, I'm sure I'm not chewing enough, which is kind of scary. And it's not good for your digestion. Or no, anything. no. So anyway, what we found out is that they can put new. Uh, like the, a, a partial. Cause yeah, he's got all mouth. the teeth on the top pretty much. So. And all my teeth on the front, front bottom. Yeah. So, so there's this, a they little. Hook, it's like a retainer. And a it retainer. Hook, yeah, it hooks on your teeth. Onto the yeah. front teeth. So I might actually, I thought I was going to go the rest of my life without being able to chew. And then I found out that it didn't cost as much. Like. Way less than I thought. Yeah. But, you know, it's still a chunk of money. And without dental insurance, it's 100%. So, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know, we're just going to, I'm going to start throwing stuff in a jar and quarters and stuff. And, (laughs) but, yeah. Well, actually, you know, I bought an iPad that way and a few of my friends helped. Yeah. You know, like some of our good friends on the, from the podcast Mm -hmm. helped me get my iPad, which I've made thousands of dollars with by producing music on it mm-hmm. uh, and i remember one couple gave over they gave a hundred bucks towards it and then other people helped my friend uh from over in chicago help with me uh, do that anyway i got that the ipad really it was really yeah, cool and that was before you had a decent computer so you did a yeah, lot of your writing lot, of yeah, songs on a it. lot so yeah. you know i don't you know but i took all my quarters and my dimes and your pennies and everything else and anybody who left change in my house it went into a jar and I had what over a hundred some dollars worth of change. Yeah. When it was all said and done, and so now I've started a new one. Uh huh. And I'm gonna put that towards my uh, my camera and my teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm gonna talk like this. Hello, yeah. me. But anyway, that's exciting, you know. But the business has picked up, and so I'm busy, and mm-hmm. that pays our normal bills. We just these are extra, and I don't really want to go. You know, I'm trying to pay off debt. I don't want to get into debt. So yeah. I'm thinking. You know what? This is a. I'm positive about it, and I think that, you know, God will open the doors for it to happen. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, come on. So you're gonna get really cool pictures coming up because the new camera is really cool. Yep, and hopefully we'll have it by summertime so you can get used to it before the photo shoot. Well, that's what I want to do. I want to make sure that I can yeah, get it all but, figured out. Yep. So that'll be cool. Anything else going on? Because we can jump into our subject now if you want. Um. Yeah, just, you know, I just wanted to say um, we haven't talked a lot about this, um, but just keep praying for our daughter. We, I think we have some answers. Um, she hadn't been feeling well since she got back from Africa, and I think we have some answers finally. Lots of doctor's appointments, but I we're praying that 
we're on the right track to helping her feel better, but you can keep her in your prayers. Sure. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nothing so else? I think that was the only thing I wanted to say. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, so here's another thing I want to talk about before we jump into the subject, though. We, you sh had me watch a program that I think everybody in our audience would love. <laughs> it was so funny. It's on the Sci-Fi Channel, and it's uh, called My Big Fat Geek, geek wedding. wedding. Not Greek, but Geek Wedding. Uh -huh. And I'm telling you, it was we awesome. We laughed so hard. Well, I think what was so funny um, is it's that... It's a new program on Sci-Fi. What was so funny is that our middle son... Actually, both of our sons kind of got to know their wives over the internet. My my oldest son went to college with his wife and had a class together, but he was kind of shy, and they started commenting on, on each other's MySpaces and mm -hmm. stuff. So they, you know, kind of got to know each other a little bit more through social media. Our younger son actually met his um, fiance or his wife now, on um lord of the rings online <laughs> yeah. and they just and it was exactly like that it was some kind of fantasy game that mm -hmm. they played this couple that was on my big fat geek wedding mm -hmm. they met on a fantasy role play game yeah and they realized they didn't live very far apart and they met at some kind of geeky place and then they he proposed at ren fest yeah <laughs> and which i got a kick out of and then they decided to have a lord of the rings wedding and, and it was it awesome it was awesome and i'm going it was so cute they went to a costume shop to get all the, the yeah they were so all in costume in the middle of the wedding there's a, a guy comes to try and steal the bride away and they have a sword fight uh -huh. in the middle of the wedding they uh, he the groom shows up on a horse uh-huh <coughs> and the, all the uh, and the bride and the bridesmaids all wore elf ears. Uh -huh. They were like elf and princesses. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. It was it was awesome. And but it was it, I left going that was pretty cool, because they weren't ashamed of being geeks and they uh -huh. they loved what they did. They took some convincing of the bride's parents, but they even dressed up for the mm -hmm. wedding. And in the end, and, he thought it was and, pretty you cool. Know, I know that some people we've gotten criticized before for our geekiness and thinking that this isn't taking the sacrament of marriage, but they they were very serious about. Oh, it was fantastic! Oh, yeah. yeah, it was a very serious wedding. It's just they had fun with the decorating mm -hmm. and their outfits and. And then the reception was... It was awesome. It was awesome. Complete with a surprise. Yeah, all kinds of surprises. So go to the Sci-Fi Channel and watch that. My f Big Fat Geek Wedding. I think you'll laugh a lot. It oh, was it was so really great. Funny. And I hope I can't wait to see the next ones that they do because they should be really cool, all these different themed weddings for geeks. Yeah. Should be fun. I, I don't know if they've had some other ones. No, that was the first that one. That was the first yeah. one. Yeah. Well, we maybe need to email Sci-Fi and tell them good job. Cause that, good job, Sci-Fi. Good. good job, Siffy. <laughs> Siffy. <laughs> they, they spell it weird. I know. <laughs> they were thinking. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, it's time to jump into our subject for the day okay. or for the week or for whatever we call this. So stick around. We'll be right back with the subject of the week. Like my little singing? Shine your face every day.
songs. Those are such cool songs from way back when. <laughs> yeah. God, it. sounded so old. <laughs> yeah, back in my day when I had teeth. I love this music. You still have teeth. I know. Just a few are gone. <laughs> Just a few. Goodbye, guys. Just the one that helped you chew. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Pudding never looks so good. <laughs> it was so funny. We had a grocery list, and I was working the day you got your tooth pulled. And I, I, I said to Kat, can you stop on your way home from school and pick these up for Dad? And there's like three things on the list, and the third one just said soft. <laughs> and she goes, what does that mean? Well, I knew what it and meant. And I go, well, I'm not quite sure, but Dad's having a tooth pulled, so I'm guessing soft food, and we couldn't get a hold of you because yeah. you were actually in the dentist appointment. So I said, um, you know, probably like pudding, chicken noodle soup. <laughs> things that are things soft. Things like that. Things that are soft. Um, mashed potatoes. Mm, yeah. <laughs> That kind of thing. So, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty Soft. funny, actually. We guessed pretty close, <coughs> didn't we? You did, what you, you did very well. I avoided real hard, crunchy foods for a few days. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, this week has been an interesting week. I actually started last week mm-hmm. when I was um, on Facebook. I, I'm on Facebook a lot. People criticize me for being on Facebook so much. But you know what? I get tons of business from Facebook mm-hmm. for... You know, people have me do photographs. People have me do... Uh, Copy their wedding videos. On the DVD. Or, yeah. 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 I, I, I did a whole, like, 10 tapes this week from a person that's on Facebook. Have their little home videos of their kids. The other thing I did, I did a soundtrack for somebody plays. this week that they mm-hmm. wanted to sing at a, sound, a soundtrack thing. So I put it on a CD for them and so on and so forth. Well, anyway, I'm on Facebook a lot and I saw this article. <coughs> and Or actually, maybe you... I think I saw it. Yeah, I think you saw it because and said, you got to read about I this. I know. I said, because there was a, a specific conservative um, group that had been really popular in the evangelical circles. And you and I, I actually never went to the classes that they put on, but you were forced to when you were on staff. Um, but when I was growing up, some of my family were into these conservative classes and I kind of felt judged because, right. like, I wore jeans and I, you know, I just... You're, you're I jumping into that okay. people don't even know what you're talking about. Okay. So can I... Go ahead. You right. you do what you need to do. All right. And then you can comment on it okay. because you're just jumping into it. Well, anyway, I was trying to explain what this was about, but go ahead. Well, okay. Go ahead. Well, all right. There was a, a sect of... of like well, I don't know if it was all homeschool, but it was a homeschool kind of movement thing, and a conservative like training program mm-hmm. for evangelical for Christians. Yeah, and it was put out by a guy by the name of Bill Gothard, mm-hmm. who uh, had Basic Life Institute or something like that. And not and all it was, of it, and it was, was homeschool, I guess. And it, but he you know, no, it wasn't all homeschool, it. but it had a workbook that you went through and you learned all these different things, and it was really super strict and they basically taught there were some biblical things to it they used the bible to say that these certain things were truth but there was a lot of real extreme type of stuff like Mm -hmm. you know you know women couldn't um i don't think they could cut their hair they had to wear dresses they never could you know men had to do these certain things it was it was just like extreme to the point of oh my gosh I, I'm not 
exactly. And it always sat funny with yeah. me because it, it reminded me of living in the 60s or 50s. 50s, maybe. And and then, you know, saying that that's, this lifestyle was godly when, in fact, it um, it wasn't everything that they were saying. I guess the leader, mm-hmm. and we're finding this over and over and over. You know, ever since the Catholic Church has come out and said, hey, we've got some situations here. And so the Catholic Church has been called into account for the abuse that the priests, some of the priests have done. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, it's coming out in other religion. Uh, well, not religions, but other denominations and sects, mm-hmm. sects, S-E-C-T-S of, of religions uh-huh. that, um, that the hierarchy and the, and the leadership were corrupt. And in this case... This guy ruled with an iron thumb and flirted with these little girls, and it was a, it was his brother was involved. It was a real mess when it all got uncovered, and he resigned mm-hmm. from from this well, big. Well, I think he was forced. To well, yeah, resign, he was. Yeah. Of course, he was forced to resign. But we see yeah. this all the time, and it was this big time corruption. And then that it happened since the 1970s. Yeah, and yeah. that that people had covered it up all that time. Mm-hmm. But see, we understand this because we were we've been involved now in two different churches. Actually, three if you count what the last one, but 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 two really big time guys that went way off kilter, mm-hmm. and uh, and we were actually the ones that caught them. And which, which I gotta say, I'm glad we was, did, but boy, it's but sure... it was not fun because some people didn't believe. Well, us and this is exactly and... what happened on yeah. on the, when this this big Bill Gothard guy got caught. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I, from what I understand, the Bob Jones University, same thing happened with him, so on and so forth. It just goes to Jimmy Swagger. Remember that whole fiasco yeah. back in the day? Well, anyway, um, a lot of people tried to cover that up, too, because they were afraid mm-hmm. of, you know, people getting uh, you know hurt or innocent people being hurt, all this different stuff. When, in fact, mm-hmm. probably the best thing would have been, as soon as people found out these things, is to say exactly what happened so that people didn't have to go to the authorities because we now when we look back at what happened with us you know there one of the guys that we worked with has passed away he's he's, that that happened with is dead the other guy that we worked with another guy there's been several but the one of the guys actually has a church with a whole bunch of people going to it he split apart and did his own thing again when they don't even realize and even if you tell them, they don't believe you. They don't. It was yeah. the weirdest thing to have people not believe us when we said, hey, this is wrong and this person is doing it. They didn't believe us. Yeah. Weirdest thing. But this happens straight across the board. And the bigger they are, the more fanatical people are about saying that they're not mm-hmm. this certain way. Well, and there's lawyers that have, you know, when they get big, they have their own legal teams and, mm-hmm. and things oh, that gosh, cover yeah. things up. It's all done like a big corporation. And- yeah. Yeah. And people are, you know, paid paid off to, you know, all it's it's well, amazing. And the the Bill Gothard thing, what what really brought it it to a head was um, this one man, his wife died, mm-hmm. and she had told him all about what had happened, and actually had written down written the down, accounts. Right, she died very young of cancer, and. Mm-hmm. Um, he started a website in her honor. The the husband. The husband did, yeah. and and after he shared her story, because she wanted him to, she right. wanted to stop the abuse. Right. But I think when she was alive, she was afraid. But he has it written out in her own handwriting and everything. Mm-hmm. 
Well, um, since they came forward, 33 other women have come out and said he did the same thing Same to thing them. to us, yeah. And, and, you know, I understand, you know, there are people that will tell lies. Mm-hmm. And there are people that will make up things to just get the attention and to try and bring people down. That's only like one or two. Mm-hmm. But when there's 30 or, or when there's 70, 34. like now the one that just happened, I really respected their ministry, thought they were awesome, was he, um, was the Jesus People USA. Yeah. And a documentary came out just a few days ago. That kind of broke our hearts because we were like, they're kind of like, gosh, you know, we, they want to make a difference in the world and they want to help the homeless everyone. and yeah, they were, you know, yeah. lifestyle. But apparently some of the leadership was doing bad things to children. That's not good. Well, I'm glad that it's exposed. Yeah. But it's just so sad that these kind of things happen. Mm-hmm. And 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 the the thing that got me really going on it is I read a great article from Rachel Evans. You can find her online. Just type in Rachel Evans. Mm-hmm. She writes a blog. And I got she got it right in front of and me. And she wrote this really interesting blog ab- about the patriarchy and abusive churches it's called yeah and now we're going to get into rachel held evans is is her name if you want to google her i'm trying to talk go ahead okay (laughs) but you keep me i'm forgetting what i'm going to talk about that's not good (coughs) anyway what we have found over the over time is that a lot of the organizations that we hold so near and dear to our heart we really don't know if you're not close to the leadership you really don't know what's going on behind the scenes now we're not saying that you should be suspect or or paranoid but there are things you can look for to see if there's abuse going on or or suspect and, abuse and going ways on. that you can protect yourself and, and your, your family now and here's the deal mm-hmm. the thing that really was interesting about rachel's article and this jesus people usa thing that just happened mm-hmm they were coming out, and a lot of different people now are talking about the fact that so many people as as Christians don't want to rock the boat, so they don't say they know what's going on or they suspect something, but they don't say anything. Mm-hmm. And there, and the point of the authors that I've read, and I believe this too, if you don't say something, then you're actually part of the abuse, because yeah. by 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 this whole thing of letting it happen, you are letting people suffer and get hurt. And more and more young because girls you're af- or boys will yeah, be Because molested. you're afraid of getting yeah. backlash. or be- And it's true. Mm-hmm. As soon as you expose somebody, some of these people for what they are, they will... I mean, that happened to us. Mm-hmm. As soon as we brought to light what was going on behind the scenes to the staff at the church, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, somehow, it got all thrown on us, and, and we were the bad guys. Yeah. And, and, you know, shooting the messenger is not how it works or should work. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly the ploy... Of, of people that are psychopathic and people that are narcissistic or people that have power and are corrupt, they will try very hard to stop the, that from getting out so that they don't lose their power and their and their money. And, and we're going to go on and talk in a minute about how to protect yourself and yeah. your children, yeah. how to look for warning signs. But I want to say one thing, and we talked about this earlier tonight, that we we need to be cautious we, the Bible says to be wise as serpents, but gentle as doves. We need to have wisdom. Mm-hmm. We need to not be blindly follow men. We're supposed to follow God. Right. Okay. But I want to say, as we're bringing to light, you know, that there are problems in 
um, religious groups. It's not just religious groups. It's not just religious groups, but specifically we're talking right now around that, about that. Right. But I don't want to say that everything to do with Christianity, whether Protestant or Catholic or is whatever, correct. is correct. Because it's not. It's a not. A majority and, is not. And a correct. lot of the hospitals, a lot of the universities, mm-hmm. a There's lot of the things. orphanages yeah. and feeding programs and you know, legal defense yeah. programs. There's a lot of great things that are supported. And, and there's some good churches that are yeah. that are not corrupt at all. So that are we, really we have to say that. As we're saying, be cautious. And, you know, we've seen some abuse um, and we don't want you but to you go through it. But just because you become a believer doesn't mean you check your brains at the door. Yeah. And I think a lot of times that's what we've been, we've been sheepled into thinking. Yeah. You know, we've been told... You can't know. This is the very thing that really, the, because of the the dark ages happened as, yeah. as a result of it. They were told they couldn't understand the Bible. They were told, leave it up to the leaders. We'll take care of everything. You just show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if Chain you know, the Bible to the pulpit. Right. <laughs> and and as a result of that, people cashed their brains in at the door yeah. and didn't use them. God gave us a brain for a reason. Now, yes, you can get too analytical and you can explain away faith and you can you you can use it for wrong but i think god gave us brains for a reason yeah to use them mm-hmm. and to and and uh, you know if something quacks like a duck waddles like a duck it swims pr- like a duck swims like a duck it probably is <laughs> a, a duck, duck. <laughs> so if you see something and you suspect something you should really follow up on that yeah and but 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 remember this to the degree in which you put that person on a pedestal is to the degree which you will fall. Because, you know, if you really speak up a leader and think they're the best thing that ever happened since cotton candy, um, you're going to be in trouble down the road if something happens with them because they will fall hard in your eyes. Mm-hmm. So the, the the best bet is to keep Jesus, as, as your grandpa said to yeah. us, on so his deathbed keep, keep at 98. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't put him on... Men or denominations or specific doctrines. doctrines he says, keep, keep it your on eyes Jesus. on Jesus, and that was the best advice he ever gave. Yeah, and and I think that that has that adv- ad- advice my grandpa gave us just two days before he went to to be, to with, be God, with Jesus. Yeah. Um, I think that has kept us still having faith. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because you oh, know hey, we've I, we've seen. Yeah. We've seen some pretty gnarly things go on in, so in church groups. You yeah, know? we've seen actual abuse where the pastor was, and you know, if you have little ears around, I'll try to say this nicely. The pastor was having relationships with seven, eight, nine women uh, mm-hmm. on a regular basis, and he church. was supposedly counseling them. Well, he was doing more than counseling them. So we've seen that. We've seen violence. We've seen some mm-hmm. leaders. Uh, you know, slamming people onto the floor and beating them up for Jesus. Huh? Yeah. What's that? And then we've seen manipulation and pitting people against each other for power and money and Mm -hmm. lies. We've seen all of that stuff. And yeah, does it affect us? Sure it does. It messed me up quite a bit, actually. Yeah. And, you know, to be honest, we are still kind of praying our way through some of those things. Well, yeah. We were really affected by that. But I have to say... I have questioned some things. I have had a lot of questions for God, but I, I haven't stopped believing in him because mm-hmm. I don't think it's his fault that people do that kind of stuff. Yeah, people are people, and and people make mistakes. And I well, think a lot yeah. of it is where, like you said before, 
where we put people. Yeah. That I think we... If you, I mean, come on, let's think about it. Where else does this exist? Every week, maybe two, three times a week, you go to one place, you sit with a group of people and listen to one person mm-hmm. give you their opinion on something. Mm-hmm. And expect you to not only give of your time, but your money and and then show up to help with everything. Where else does that happen? Nowhere. Yeah. You know, usually if you're going to do that kind of thing, you go to a job, you work the job, you get money for it and you pay your bills and then you enjoy life outside of work. Well, in, a, in a, these other situations, it's it's a the Western church is a breeding ground for corruption and and for well, it her. can turn cultish pretty quickly very quickly and people i mean there's been whole denominations that have meant well but really messed up you know that whole thing about we're telling people what who they should marry or what tv programs they can watch or what movies they can go to or don't go to the movies or what clothes you can wear mm-hmm. all this stuff it's like totally off the whole idea of what Christianity well, is all about. And that yeah. is the saving grace of Jesus. That's what it's and, supposed and to Jesus be about. Jesus says to love God and love your neighbor. And somehow these cultish kind of leaders can lead people, get them so busy doing all these other things that don't really matter. Mm-hmm. But they just get well, you, them totally off You know track. what's really sad? Jesus probably wouldn't attend most churches today. Well. He probably wouldn't. Well, or maybe he would because he'd feel so bad for them. Needed, no, they needed a savior. You know? Well, you know, yeah, I'm just saying that it's not all about church. It's a, and I'm not saying church is bad. I'm just saying it's not all about church. It's, it's all about Jesus. Yeah. And there's Jesus is all the time. He's not just Sundays and Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. And I think we get goofed up on that. And we think, because I remember when I was yeah. first starting to, really think about having a relationship with God. I didn't know what that meant, mm-hmm. but I, I used church and it made me feel good when I went to church. I check it off my list and feel good for that week and then go back and check it off my list because I, well, I and went. There are as- but that wasn't, that there didn't mean are, anything. There are aspects of church that can really help people. Absolutely. You know, I mean, if yeah. you're struggling in a certain area, maybe it's a lot healthier for you to be in a church service than in a dive bar but once you put your faith in there's such thing as a dive bar anyway i'm just saying that if you're struggling church could be a better environment than some other environments correct there but what happens is we put people in that place of of Uh, where god should be yeah to be like a king or and then they can do no wrong right but you know what that's nothing new yeah. I mean, if you look back in the Bible in the Old Testament, there's a really interesting section of Scripture. And it talks about when Samuel the prophet went to the people of Israel. Mm-hmm. And he said to them, God wants to be your king. Yeah. He wants to be your master. He wants to be your, your God. Mm-hmm. And and he's ready to do that. But we need we all need to repent. We all need to get right with him. And he's going to lead us. Mm-hmm. And instead of embracing that, They got scared and they said, no, we want a king like the other nations have a king. Mm -hmm. And this really happened. Yeah. And so and Samuel said, wait, 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 wait. How come you you must hate me? I can't believe you guys are rejecting me. And he goes to God and he says, God, they're rejecting me. They don't they want a king like all the other nations. They want a rock star like all the other nations. What am I? How come they're doing this to me? And he goes, Samuel, whoa, whoa, whoa. They're not upset against you. They're sinning against me. Mm-hmm. 
So, okay, if they want a king, they can have one. But here is what is going to happen mm-hmm. as a result of it. And he and God lists these gonna, things. He's, the king's going to tax them to death. He's going to take all their right. young daughters and their sons but, but you look war. at <laughs> But look at that now in, in our situation yeah. of when we say, all right, I'm going to make this pastor my king. Or I'm going to make this leader, this televangelist, my king. Mm-hmm. He's the, I, we just ran into somebody the other night at 7-Eleven. Yeah. And, and she was all going on about this guy that was just the prophet of the nations. And he from Australia. And he's he knew everything. And he, she was going on and on. She and I'm, has to watch him all the time. And I'm just he, sitting there going, yeah, He just knows everything. It's just so gross. But yeah. but here's here's what happens. In our time, when we put those people in that place, it costs us something. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, it costs us something to serve God, but at least it's God, and I trust Him. Mm-hmm. You can't really trust a human being to do all those things for you, and to basically, you want we want somebody to go to God for us. We don't want to do the work. We don't want to take the time it takes to spend time with God. We we, we yeah. want to just throw our money or give our attendance for a while, and then let let the pay the pastor to do the rest of it. Mm-hmm. That's a real bad error. That's not a good mm-hmm. thing. And we know what it's like. We've been on both sides. We've been we've had to actually tell people you can't don't put us in that place. And an interesting thing, we're not on staff anymore at a church because we wouldn't let them put us in that place. <laughs> yeah. And then they wanted to put somebody else in the place. Yeah. And we didn't want to do that. So very interesting how this all works around. But this article that we read, going back mm-hmm. to the article, was on from Rachel Evans. Yeah, and and it actually she it was has really interesting. Three names. It's Rachel, R A. C H E L, and then she she has the name Held, H E L D, and then Evans. Rachel Held Evans. A N S. And this was the article: patriarchy and abusive churches. And we we might try to interview her sometime. Cause yeah, I, that would be fascinating. I have another one of her books that's on my Kindle. I've read most of it. Called I bought um, that for you. You did. Mm-hmm. It was called Biblical Womanhood and. Not what you think either. It's not what you think. She actually, instead of, like we were talking about the Bill Gother guy, Mm -hmm. he, even though he's never been married, never had children, he would go through and tell everyone what their role was, like Mm -hmm. how women were supposed to act and how husbands are supposed to act and how children are supposed to act. And um, so instead of her taking Bill Gothard's word for it or some other Christian leader, she actually went to the Bible mm-hmm. and she studied the historical references and cultural, the cultural whole cultural thing. And she actually tried for one whole year to do what the Bible said, a biblical woman, like a strong, godly woman was supposed, was supposed to, be. to do. Yeah. And. It, it's a hilarious book. It's a fascinating book, book yes. It's a, it really I mean, it, I, when I say hilarious. And we can talk about that yeah, maybe. We'll on, talk about it another we do time. That but, th- but in this particular article, uh-huh. she brings up a really interesting point. Yeah. And she shows how, with our culture being uh, patriarchal, is that how you say it, patriarchal? Mm-hmm. Well, especially in the church in it in churches mm-hmm. how men are the ones that dominate them now this wasn't always the case but the further we get away yeah. from the early church the early church over half of the churches were started by, by women. women but you don't hear that a lot from no people. you don't hear that because most of the pastors today are men are men and elders and and we've yeah. actually got, most of the churches we've gone to excluding the one we go to now 
because mm-hmm. they don't believe that. Well, the, our pastor is a woman, which number mm-hmm. one, and number two, um, I don't know about the denomination that we're affiliated with. What the, I'm not exactly sure what their doctrine is on it, but I I do know at least in our church that we go to women and men are equal mm-hmm. in the eyes of God and in the eyes of the well, church. Well, in the New Testament, it says there's neither male nor female. Right, but there's going to be okay. So here's okay. what happens. She, you know, because you could spend a whole series just talking about why people think that men should be superior. Because there are scriptures like that say the man should be the head of the wife. There are scriptures that talk about the man being supposedly the head of the household, or not really head of the household. It, it just talks about them, um, that this hierarchy, that supposed the spiritual hierarchy. And then there's other stuff that talks about women being silent in the church. But every single time these things are used. Mostly they're used as a weapon to keep women down and not to talk about. But if you actually study them out, they don't mean exactly what we think they mean. And may I recommend a book? We've talked about it before on the podcast, but Mm -hmm. um, it is called Why Why Not Not Women. Women. And it was written by a couple people. One is one of the leaders of Youth with a Mission. Mm -hmm. It's a a YWAM. YWAM. And it's a group that encourages kids to get out of their own four walls and go out into the world and make a difference <coughs> yeah and um so it's a, a kind of a neat organization i'm sure it's not perfect like yeah. no none but, are, but. but but the point is mm-hmm. instead of just going along with what has always been told and taught mm-hmm. we need to think with our heads and think about this from in our hearts and think about what's going on here 50 percent of the evangelical church for a majority of the time is not allowed to do over 50% over 50% is not allowed to do what they're two thirds of the evangelical church to are, do. are women. Right. So and very, very interesting. And, and if you were ever going to, going to do a situation where you wanted to stop the, the things that God wanted to do on this earth today, uh, well, what a better two-thirds way. Two thirds of the workforce. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. But but we live in a different time now. Yeah. And I mean, up until even even it still happens today, but women could do the same job as a man in corporate America. Hello. Yeah. And still get paid less than the man got paid. Oh, yeah. My mom was a a manager of a department store, uh, a clothing store, Uh and she had the equivalent of, of managers that were men doing the exact same job with smaller stores. Well, and some with way less experience yeah. than she did, and, and yet they made more. They made more money than she did. A matter of fact, we I don't know if we talked because about Because of this prejudice. On our podcast, and this is, you know, this isn't just happening in the church, but there's, in our local community, there's a police officer. Uh-huh, that's suing the department. That's suing the department because... She had 15 years of experience. 15 years of experience, and yet some of the... The, the men that only had five to seven years were making more money. more money than she was, and and she had way more because experience. she was a woman. So and that you know, let me just say, I think that's ridiculous. Now, even on Facebook, when I mention these kind of things, I get these guys that that are like, "Oh, you're on Bible. You're that's heresy to say that women or men are equal and all this." And it's like, really, really, do you really believe that? And they're they will fight you. They'll fight me tooth. You know, one, one of the interesting things in this to art- be arrogant and to be superior. In Why this, would you do that? In this article that um, that Rachel writes, she talks about when God made woman, and that He made a helper for Adam, mm-hmm. and so 
the patriarchal church says, well, that say means a servant. That means that, you know, she's to serve him and, and come alongside and pick up after him and just be a support to him. You kind of do that for me. Oh, let's not talk about that. But anyway, but <laughs> she said, there. actually, if you read that in the original language, that it meant more like an ally. Mm-hmm. Like... Like Great Britain and the United States, how right. we fight alongside of each other and we support each other. We have each other's backs because we're allies. Yep. We bring strength to each other. And so, you know, we could say, well, yes, the U.S. is a helper in some some instances to to Great Britain or to France. But, you know, because we're allies, but they in return could be helpers to us because we're allies. Right. It's a, a mutual thing. Right. And then there are some scriptures that talk about after the fall into sin and, um, you know, that that Eve was to um, be subject to to Adam and our, our, man, our wife. But then... In the New Testament, when it says there's neither Greek, male nor female, Greek nor Jew, that we're all the same spiritually in Christ. Right. That Christ redeemed us from that curse of subjugation and servitude and made us equal. He made us one. He made us mm-hmm. sons and daughters. Well, and, and the point of the article mm-hmm. is that because of the patriarchal thing abuse happens oh much more much more Mm -hmm. and now look case in point let me bring this up because people should just read the article because it's it's pretty in depth but we went to a church actually the churches we have gone to up until our latest one Uh uh, the churches we have gone to all have been patriarchal and only elders can only only men could be elders elders now let me just say right now being part of the leadership of both of those places. If women would have been involved in the leadership and in the eldership, we wouldn't have gone through what we went through. And let me tell you why. Mm-hmm. Because God made men and women. He did make them different, even though we're equal in his eyes. They, we are different. And there are things that women can catch and pick up on much easier than men can. And things that men can see that women can't. And when you bring them together, hello, look at marriage, Mm -hmm. we become a lot stronger. And if we would have had women involved in the leadership, they would have caught the stuff going on far before it ever happened, before we got it. Well, and I think, too. Far before. Looking back. And we would have stopped it. Looking back, when we were first married, I think I was still very influenced by the teaching that men should be the spiritual leaders of the home. Yeah. And yet afterwards, yeah. years later, I admitted to you that in both of the cases where we, yep, we you had actually abusive it far pastors, before, yes. and I may have said something to you. I don't know if I like You didn't that. push it too hard. I didn't push it too hard, but I said there's something shifty there. Yeah. And I don't know and what And I tried to ignore it because I didn't want to rock the boat, and then, and I, you know, then but, I would end up rocking the boat. Before we actually committed to being on staff at both those places i noticed something in both those pastors that seemed kind of shifty yeah something in their eyes that yeah. just didn't seem right now someone and one go, of the and one of the reasons we didn't stick around at the last church where all the problems happened when they switched around leadership is our daughter picked up on something 
Yeah. And and she's right. And we we respected her. She didn't feel comfortable with that pastor. Yeah. And, and, and we weren't gonna stick around. We're not gonna stick around if she doesn't feel safe. You know. Yeah. I think we need to listen to our spouses, listen to our children, mm-hmm. and because they might pick on some something, pick up on something yeah. that we don't. Yeah. And and that whole thing about men being the supreme rulers in the home. You know, the Bible says, follow, it's basically you're supposed to follow a man as he follows Christ. Mm -hmm. And a lot of men don't follow Christ. So women shouldn't be following him. Family shouldn't be following a guy that's, that's not. You can be respectful and loving to someone without, without doing, following him off a cliff. Right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We're not supposed to be lemmings. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. So. We came up with a list. Do you want to get yeah, into that? We yeah. came up, and then with we got. A, a we need to close then. <laughs> our, 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 already... our kind of warning guides are. Well, know, how, how this is the question: this. How can you tell if you're being spiritually abused or manipulated? Mm-hmm. Because, again, a lot of people that listen to the podcast don't go to a church, but they might listen to somebody. Well, you might listen to our podcast, or you, or you might listen to somebody preaching, or you might watch a TV show. Yeah. These are just basic things on how you can recognize. But again, church is such an artificial environment, especially the Western church. I'm not saying that the actual church. Yeah. And, and I think we need to explain what the church is really literally. The literal church, according to the Bible, mm-hmm. is just a group. It's just believers. People that believe Christ. in God. Yeah. People who believe yeah. um, in, in what God did. And you what know, God does. What God does. Yeah. So and God, who God is. Now, if you believe in who God is and what he did and what he's doing today, you're part of the church. Yeah. Now, we have organizations that call themselves churches. churches. But those are basically buildings full of people. Yeah. And they supposedly agree on some sort of set of doctrines. Right. Which can vary from place to place right so why don't you share your list that we came up with okay well we we, now we don't really have time to share all of these so um, maybe i'll just go through them real quick and then we can talk about okay some of them that kind of stick out all right how do you know if you're being spiritually abused or manipulated the first thing is um they always talk about authority and covering and how not to touch god's anointed and not to question them Mm-hmm. It's a theme that runs throughout their ministry and their talking and their their materials all about being under authority and especially one on one in counseling. Right. Yeah. They do well they do a lot of talking about <laughs> yeah. um and how they are they're God's anointed. Mhm. And that uh these people believe in them and so they're the supreme authority and that's they're basically your they go to God for you. They, they hear from God. You know that when Jim Jones of the People's Temple, which which ended up in suicide, mm-hmm. many, many people. Mass suicide. Yeah, in Ghana. Mm-hmm. Um, he The first sign that he was going awry is uh, he came in. He was actually a, a preacher in a pretty good one in a big church. And he got up one day wearing his sunglasses and he pulled his Bible up and he said, everybody put your Bibles underneath your pew. I want to talk to you. You're not going to need those. You're not going to need those today. And then he started going off. And it's rumored mm-hmm. that about a quarter of the people got up and left. 
which oh, they were we very smart and their somebody. lives were spared we actually knew someone that yeah. was in that crowd that day and got yeah, up and got left. up and left which was the best thing they ever did mm-hmm. if somebody ever tells you don't take the bible's word for it take my word for it run yeah. don't walk run get out of there because you are you're being manipulated so that's the first one second one is they get really upset leadership that gets really upset when you ask questions mm-hmm. you're being abused or manipulated in some way because they don't want you to know the answer Mm-hmm. anybody that really says they represent God or they are working with God and working for God and leader, leading you in the things of God should be transparent. They should be like cellophane. And, and yeah, I understand sometimes that can get overboard too. But I'm just saying, and we're just saying, if somebody is upset about you asking questions, something's wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about number three? Um, they, they groom people with flattery. There's a lot of flattery that goes on and a lot of separating people out, mm-hmm. getting families apart, uh, separating the men and the women a lot. Um, doing and not Now, I know people get all weird about this and get upset with me for saying this, but the, these big, powerful men's ministries, big, powerful women's ministries, they go haywire really fast. Again, for the very reason we're talking about is they, they take a whole element of God's plan out of it and then they try to do their own thing and it gets all messed up mm-hmm. but it's also easier to take people and put them in their own little group it's easier to manipulate them that way yeah and so you have to be really really careful I'm not saying that you can't have a good man's group or a good women's group I'm just saying if that's all the emphasis is you need to and be I, looking at I it. would be spe- in one of the situations we're talking about tonight they the man specifically asked the young daughters, you know, like to meet teenage with girls. Even though they couldn't meet with other people of the opposite sex. But, but he would say, I really could use you on our team, you right. know. And, he, and really what he was a pervert. Yeah. Yeah. And he wanted little girls to be around him so he could lust after them. Yeah. So Not cool. Not cool. So. But And flattery. If somebody's always telling you how awesome you are, mm-hmm. and, but not. Not, and you can tell what flattery is. Flattery is over and, say, and above. I really could. I really could use you on my team. You're so gifted at yeah, this, yeah. and you're so. I I remember uh, one of the pastors that I knew that abused us. All he did was flatter, flatter, flatter until he got me hooked. And then once he got me hooked, he didn't flatter me anymore. And then he got upset if I got attention. Mm-hmm. Interesting how that goes. Um, how about this one? Um, you'll always know if a spiritual abuse or spiritual manipulation is going on when the leader will play people against you. Mm-hmm. In other words, he'll tell you, don't don't talk to so-and-so because they won't understand. Mm-hmm. Or you're told, this is our secret. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, so-and-so said this about you, but don't talk to him about it. Or, or sharing other people's sins mm-hmm. with, with you that right. you really have no business knowing about. Or, or, or made up. Or made up, but but you I remember, know, just I, I so remember, that you won't yeah. trust that person the, because the secretary, they have that one problem. of the one of the administrators at our church, was told by the the pastor that that I had a thing for her, and that um, I liked certain things. I had never said that in my life. I don't yeah. it wasn't something that I had a problem with, but she wasn't going to say anything to me because she thought, oh man, yeah. and it pitted us again. And you know what it did? It caused us not to be able to talk about what we needed to talk about because this guy was being a nerd. Yeah. And so it pitted us against each other. But that we had whole friendships ruined as a result of stuff totally made up. Mm-hmm. Never even happened. 
Uh, and that's spiritual manipulation and abuse. Yeah. And then told you can't talk about it. Um, how about this one? Um, they always have to be the star or the supreme word on everything. You know, mm -hmm. they start believing their own press releases. Then, you know, they need all the attention. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, this is the, one of the biggest ones. If you are involved in an organization that says we have a corner on the market. We are the only ones that have this revelation. Mm -hmm. Everybody else is wrong, but we are right. That's when you need to stop because that's actually a cult. When you, when yeah. you say you have everything perfect and everybody else is wrong. You set yourself up into a situation where that's abusive to people because mm -hmm. nobody, I'm just saying this right now out loud to everyone, nobody has it all together. No. Nobody has complete truth, period. Mm -hmm. God is the only one. Yeah. And so you got to be really careful with that uh, because uh, we've seen it over and over and over. We have this particular revelation. Well, and that leads to pride, which is the original sin. So, yeah. Yeah. And everybody else is wrong. Yeah. They're the only ones that are right. And, and if you it, any, it really especially does create a cult mentality. Yeah. And and you have to jump through hoops to get into the graces of that person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're always learning, but you never get there. Mm -hmm. You know, there's that's an interesting abuse thing, yeah. situation. Um, here's another one that's really important. And this is really big on television ministries. If they're always asking for money, if they spend 20, 25, 30, 35% of the time talking about giving them money, mm -hmm. don't give them money. Yeah. Run away. In mm -hmm. fact, I don't recommend, this is throwing this out here, I don't recommend giving money to anybody on the TV stuff. Be, um, and the only, maybe, you know, maybe Samaritan's Purse or something that's actually feeding people that you know where the money goes. And then you don't always know where it goes. Yeah, uh, It's really difficult. There are certain ways. You can get on the web and you can go to places that will show you the accountability of these certain ministries. Mm -hmm. Some ministries won't even reveal what their offerings was. Do you know that, um, and we'll get in trouble for this one, but uh, Joel Olstein's church had their offerings stolen the other weekend? Mm -hmm. $600,000 one weekend wow. on a Sunday came in and it got stolen. Wow. But guess what? They got it all back because they had insurance. Wow. And... And, but they were trying to figure out who had done it, you know, and stuff. But out of that, like 200,000 of it was cash mm -hmm. and the rest were checks. But people got account numbers and, you mm -hmm. know, stuff like that. And the credit card numbers because people give by credit card there and so on and so forth. But wow. I'm just saying that's a lot, you know, mm -hmm. come on and now. That, that's not even talking about people who donate probably over the Internet, right. you know, for people in the right. TV ministry. Right. And I'm not, yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that, that Joel Osteen is corrupt. I, I actually like some of his stuff, but I'm also saying we don't know them. We don't know that. We really don't know them. So it's like, uh, so I'm sure I'll get hate mail for that one. But uh, <laughs> well, I'm just saying, wait, be careful. Actually, Watch out. Because they. One, one thing people have to realize is that you worked for a I large national. I worked for Nash Trinity Broadcasting well, I Network. I'm going to name names. I, I'm gonna, you, I'll name names. I worked for Trinity Broadcasting Network, and, and they were corrupt as a $3 bill. They, they were criticized because... I was there. I saw it. They, they were criticized because people would write letters with prayer requests. And they had whole rooms of people that took the, took the money out and threw out, the stuff. And the, the prayer requests would be on the floor. Yeah. You know, I mean, not saying all of them were, but, you a know, of some them, yeah. of them were ben, just That was like, Benny Hinn's ministry. That oh, did that. that was Benny Hinn's TBN ministry. actually re had people read the letters okay. and then they had programmed responses. They pushed a button and it wrote out a letter to them. Yeah. Yeah. 
But maybe but they, they were. Yeah. But anyway, but I guess it was Benny Hinn stuff. But anyway, yeah. I don't mean this. I don't want to slanderize. Just saying. I and you know the and money I thing is a big to deal. Say too that. Oh, we're going I've, too. We're I've going too seen long. some of the ministers when they first started out. And they weren't and that. And they weren't yeah. like that. I, I think, think it's it money and corruption, and people sometimes. tell them how wonderful they are. Yeah. Yeah, and they say, "Oh, you need, you know, you need a group of people to do this for you. You're three, too busy." Three more things, real okay, quick. Okay, real quick. Uh, and then we got to close. Uh, they don't respect boundaries. Yeah. They will take all sorts of time off, but you can't. They they will say, you know, I'm involved in this one thing, but I need my family time. And then they'll tell you, you don't need family time. You need to come here and do this or do that. Mm-hmm. Don't respect boundaries. They'll call you in the middle of the night, ask for stuff, so on and so forth. They don't respect boundaries. That's you're being abused. You're being, you know, they want it, but you you can't have it. Um, second one, or the last second to the last, they have everybody else do the work, and then they watch. If you you know some of the best pastors we've ever served with are the ones that roll up their sleeves and come alongside of us and work with us. Mm-hmm. Some of the worst pastors we've had show up to make an appearance, eat a piece of pizza, and leave. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just say that. <laughs> and then last but not least, um, erratic behavior. When uh, they'll come up with an idea, a, a leader will come up with an idea and say, this is where we're going. And then all of a sudden changes at the last minute, which causes inconvenience for everybody. And they do it all the time. Basically, they live on their whims and mm-hmm. you have to do what they say. There's something wrong. Yeah. They're not respecting your your life. They're not respecting other people's time. Um, there's a, there's something going on there. So those are some practical things you can look for to see. And, are you in fact and as being a mom, abused spiritually? I, I didn't really add this, but protect your kids. Oh yeah. Don't ever let them be involved in a ministry where there's just one adult with the, the yeah. little kids. Yeah. Um. You know, same with with teenagers. Check out who's going to go on the retreat with your kids. Yeah. You know, and tell your kids. And whether it's school activities or church activities, tell them, you know, if you're ever uncomfortable with the way people are talking to you, the way they're touching you, tell somebody. Yes. And tell someone quickly. Don't don't feel bad. Don't put it off. I'll believe you. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. That's important that we let our kids know that. And we and that we hold people accountable. Be involved in a group of people that hold each other accountable and know each other's lives. It's just that if you're gonna if you're gonna be involved, be involved that way. Yeah. So don't just go as a as a casual observer. It doesn't work. It's not good for you. Yeah. So okay. So we we covered some serious <laughs> subject there. Man, <laughs> guess we got it out, huh? I guess. And you know, if you guys need prayer about this, we we've Let us been know. there. We'd be glad to pray oh, for yeah. healing yeah, yeah, for yeah. you. We've, and um, we've got stories we could share that we, we could share all day, you know, and, and, and sadly we do. But, um, you know, and we've had a lot of really good situations in Christian groups, too. So we have to <coughs> say it yeah. hasn't all been negative. We we were in youth ministry for over 20 years and had a great time mentoring about kids. half of it. Well, <laughs> the time with the kids was generally pretty yes. great, and, yeah. you know, taking them to concerts and Doing fun things and with teach them, them and the teaching Bible them and, the Bible and, and, and how to pray and stuff. Yeah. And how to value themselves yeah. and their relationship with God. Those were important days. Yeah. Good things. And I don't regret any of those. Yeah. I just too bad politics get in the way. Yeah. 
Exactly. Okay, everybody, um, we're going to have to shut this down. We've yeah. gone a long time. But please get a hold of us if you need to. Yes, please. Um, Rick at TakenWithYou.com or Amy at TakenWithYou.com. Check out our Facebook pages, mm-hmm. Facebook.com forward slash Rick.Moyer or mm-hmm. Facebook.com forward slash Amy.Moyer. Yeah, and uh, let's pray for everybody. Go ahead. Father, I, I thank you for everybody listening to us uh, within the podcast land here. And we ask, God, that you would protect us and help us to see things how they really are. Help us, Lord, to be able to be aware of spiritual abuse going on, if it is. And uh, and then, Lord, help us be accountable and people that would uh, be kind and do the right thing. And thank you, God, for all that you're doing. And we do pray for for those people that are victims of spiritual abuse, that you would be with them and that you would comfort their hearts and you would help them get through it and that you would help people to believe them. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, everybody. Have a great night. Uh, Sorry we went so long, and we promise next time we'll go a little shorter. But we've got a really cool interview coming up with our friend Randy Crane, who just put out uh, the uh, cool new book about faith in the Magic Kingdom. I think I have that on my Kindle. I have to start reading it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's going to give us the audio version, too, read by my friend Al Castle. Awesome. Because I listen to a lot. I have a lot more time to listen than I do to sit down. Yeah, and he's going to give that to us, and then he's going to be on the show and talk about his book. Awesome, cool. So that'll be really cool. So I need to do my little blurb. Yeah, do your blurb. This has been a Moira Multimedia LLC production. Copyright 2014. All rights reserved. Good job. Thank you. And you're still the one. Still the one. Okay. Okay. Good night, everybody, or goodbye, or hello, everybody. (laughs) 